0: Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good whatever time, day it is to you. Uh, Welcome to Locked on Spartans. If you are a somewhat avid listener to this show, I'm sure you're already thrown off right now because this is not Will Hunter's voice. This is the other guy. This is Matt Sheehan's voice. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, Will is out for this episode. However, I'm just going to hit you with the good news right now. It's just me flying solo for one segment today. The last two segments, we're going we joined by someone else, someone very special that we'll get to later. But before we get to that, guys, you've already heard us talking about it this week. Lockdown Spartans is powered by Built Bar. Built Bar. Thanks for bearing with me saying it like that. I do love it. Um, actually, just wrapped up powering down. A Built Bar, I went with the Mint Chocolate Brownie. This time around, I'm going to record this, and then I'm going to go for a run. And shout out to Built Bar for powering me through that. Um, Guys, it says right here in the ad copy. Let's just be transparent about it. Built Bar is a power bar that tastes like a candy bar. It tastes better. Okay, I'm going to shoot you straight. It tastes better than some candy bars I've had. It felt like I was eating a sleeve of Thin Mints today when I had the Mint Chocolate Brownie, but softer Less calories and higher protein. It's a fantastic protein bar. Will's talked about it. I've talked about it. You've run across some protein bars like, okay, I feel a little more full and powerful, but God, that was a chore to get through. Not with Built Bar. Built Bar is fantastic. I'm not here to lead you astray. I would never do that to you beautiful people. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code locked on and you will get $10 off your first order. And right after you do that, right after it's shipped to your house, right after you finish your first one, second one, maybe it takes you three whole ones before you get to the computer to tweet at us and thank us for turning you on to Built Bar. God, it's so good. I can't wait for tomorrow. I got raspberry chocolate lined up for tomorrow and I'm ready to throw that down. With that said... It is May 7th, 2020. You're listening to Locked on Spartans. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on any platform you get podcasts. That'd be fantastic. We always love hearing from you guys. All right. So Will is not here, but I'm going to try my best Will impersonation later on in segment one because we're going to talk numbers. Will's a numbers guy. I'm going to try to be a numbers guy with talking about the 247 college basketball re ranks. They re ranked everyone, and that includes all two of MSU basketball's commits for the next class. But before that, Aaron Henry did sign with an agent today, so we got to talk a little bit about that. However, I know it's a very scary thing to hear that he signed with an agent. But as a lot of us know, times have already been changing. You can sign with an agent these days. There are 23 NCAA-approved agents that you can sign with and still keep your eligibility open for college. That is what Aaron Henry is doing. Um, Going to back up a little bit here. Stephen Brooks, friend of the program on 247 Sports, did write about this. So a lot of this information I'm about to say is from his piece at 247 Aaron Henry did sign with AMR Agency's Aaron Riley. So a few weeks ago, I was fairly confident. I'm sure a lot of people were confident, but wow, I was really feeling myself with confidence here that Aaron Henry would be returning for next year. Just getting a look, getting feedback from the NBA, seeing what he has to improve. Should he come back his junior year before entering the draft in 2021? Well, a guy hires an agent and it totally makes sense. If you're going to go to the draft, why not hire an agent and still keep your eligibility? It's just kind of freaky reading it out loud and being like, oh, snap, this might be something that could actually happen. So while I do still think he is going to come back, it it is no secret that Aaron Henry sees himself as a pro. He's going all in on this NBA draft, hires an agent. I don't know if I'm still losing a little bit of confidence. I would put it at like 95% he was coming back. But the more time lingers on, it's like, huh, maybe he does pull a Nick Ward last year. I mean, we don't have to go back for an example. And does jump to the league maybe a year earlier than he should. Or maybe he knows that he would be a late second round, borderline, not drafted player this year. But maybe the money of the G League, which is a fine salary. Nothing right home about in in comparison to the rest of pro basketball, but still fine. It's dandy. It's definitely an avenue. Players are going and will continue to go. Is Aaron Henry one of them? So something to keep your eye on. He did hire an agent. Um, The the timeline for the NBA draft is all sorts of screwed up. Right now, the draft is set for June 25th, but there's a lot of hearsay that things could get moved around, yada, yada, yada. All right, so that's number one for basketball housekeeping being taken care of right there. Let's go to the two four seven re rank of the college basketball players. Now this is going to be a shorter segment because, well, when MSU only has two commits, it only gives you really two people to talk about. Although we're going to make it three just because to we like to jazz things up. Um, so this is just the two four seven re rank. We talk a lot about the composite. The composite, if you don't know, is when they take a few recruiting sites rankings, mix them, mash them all together and spit out the final product. So this is just 247, which, depending on your opinion, is either the f- most reputable or the second most reputable recruiting service to follow, with Rivals being the other one. I'm a 247 guy myself, so this is why I take it near and dear to my heart. Although I don't know if I could be a 247 guy after this because, oh, guys, center Matty Sissoko dropped two spots. Oh, <gasps> No! From 37th in the nation to 39th in the nation. Oh, God. Oh, no. And is the number seven center recruit in the nation. Um, there was some sarcasm behind that. No, he really did drop two spots from 37th to 39th. What does that really mean at the end of the day? It, it, n- n- nothing. Nothing, really. It's a very minimal drop. Uh, Matty Sissoko is still a six foot nine, 230-pound player. He's still a guy with a high motor. He's still a guy that's going to be a great rebounder here. He is still a college ready player, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, just slight movement for that one. On the flippity flop side, however, A.J. Hoggard got a pretty handsome bump from 247, going from the 111th commit or product in the nation to 84th. 27 spot jump for those doing the addition at home. Uh, So if you tied in all the recruit rankings, now we're going to go back to the composite. Sorry for jumping around here. So he's 84th and just 247, but combined all the recruiting services, now he's at 72 in the nation, making him a top 75 prospect. Not bad. And the third guy we're going to talk about, although I think the smoke is really starting to fade away here, and this guy is uh, Kareem Mane. He went from 25th to 26th. I... Yeah, to be determined on that, whether he goes pro, Marquette, DePaul, MSU, Memphis, anywhere. But yeah, that's just the last guy of interest in the rankings for MSU. But let's talk about now the team composite rankings. Where does this put MSU now that 247 has rattled things up, added up all the numbers, divided them, whatever math things you do to average things out. Well, right now in the composite team rankings, MSU is 42nd in the nation. Now, before you freak out, before you just start screaming and just throwing things everywhere, how are they not even in the top 40? That's largely because when you only take two kids, that's going to put you around 40. Actually, that's really good that you're around 40 with just two kids. Um, there are only two programs that have a higher ranked two-player class. Uh, Arizona State is ranked 38th in the country with five-star shooting guard Josh Christopher and a high four-star shooting forward, uh, sorry, small forward, rather, Marcus Bagley. So MSU is 42nd. Arizona State's 38th with two mighty fine players. Now, this next one is interesting. Uh, Miami is just one spot ahead of MSU, ranked 40, sorry, 41st, lost my spot there, uh, but between four stars, Earl Timberlake and Matt Crosser, average is 97.91. Now, guys, I'm going to need you to help me here. Uh, whether you want to just open up your window and scream towards my house to explain this to me, that'd be great. So Miami is 97.91. They're ranked one spot ahead of MSU. MSU's average between their two players is 97.93. I know that's a lot of math to do. I'll do it for you. That's only two hundredths. Um, But still, that technically makes MSU higher with the same amount of kids in the class. But Miami is ranked higher. I don't know how that happens. So we're just going to go with computer error there. Or maybe, listen, I'm not a math guy, so maybe I'm the dumb one. Um, But in the end, that's really nothing to get upset over. Essentially, MSU and Miami are tied um, behind Arizona State for best two-man class. Now that's in the country. Let's shrink it down. That's my shrinking sound effect the big 10 right now msu seventh in the big 10 again two-man class that's not going to get you high up in the rankings however there are five other two-man classes in the big 10 all ranked behind msu there's osu minnesota northwestern maryland nebraska all two-man classes all behind msu and oh who do i see here behind msu as well oh that's weird oh iowa Iowa's behind MSU. Well, surely they don't have a lot of kids signed to their class. Oh, they have five players signed to their class and they're still ranked behind MSU. So that's nice that Iowa, in May, still catching L's to MSU through the basketball court. That's fantastic. We absolutely do love to see that. And also, for the Big Ten overall rankings, 97 0.93, that is the tippity top if you just took the average for the Big Ten. The rankings depend on the amount of kids you sign, their star power. Michigan right now, which has, let's be honest, a pretty solid class, three four stars three four stars, into three star, are at 94.68. That's, if you just took all that, that's the number one in the Big Ten. However, if you just took the average star ranking of the players coming in, uh, MSU has a pretty good leg up on everyone else sitting at 97.93 second. Would-be Illinois, fine class for them. Three four-stars, that's it. They are sitting at 96.5. So MSU's average, they're at the top. That's what happens when you have a two-man class is that you do get bumped down. But, hey, we're going to try to do perspective. MSU's got two solid players coming in. And they've also got a scholarship to burn up, whether that's Josh Langford, Tillman, I... Who knows? There's still a lot of time left in that game. So that's how it's shaking out. That's how MSU is looking on the recruiting trail. Um, Next up, the second segment, we will be introducing my friend Colin Talbot, who was a Sparty. Back in the day for some pretty big games. Very excited to talk to him. We're going to do the second segment is going to be just generic questions about Sparty. What's it like? The process. And then the third segment, we'll get more anecdotal. Talk about his own personal experience. This is going to be a great time. I actually met Colin uh, through MSU Twitter. We go back and forth all the time. And a few years ago, we were out in Tempe for the Arizona State game. Me and my wife were at the hotel pool chilling and as you do next by a hotel pool in a beautiful day uh what else would you do other than just scroll twitter uh that's what i was doing all of a sudden wow colin posted a picture that looks very similar to the pool i'm at right now so i messaged him like hey dude are you here he's like oh yeah sure yeah come on you know i'm jumping in right now you want to come i'm like yeah absolutely meet him in the pool never met him in person before meet him in the pool Me and my wife talk to him. Within a minute, he offers us drinks, goes back to his room, gives us drinks. So, really, moral of the story, where am I getting at here? Always meet strangers from the internet. And when you do, have them make drinks for you in their own hotel room to bring back to you in the pool. Makes sense to me. Made sense to me then. Still makes sense to me now. It all worked out. Khan's a great guy. Looking forward to those two segments. But before we get there, Bilt Bar guys. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I dispute that. I think it tastes better than a lot of candy bars I've had. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN and you will get $10 off your first order. You can mix it up. You can make your own box. So far, I'm three for three with my flavors. Uh, salted Caramel Chocolate, Toffee Almond, Mint Chocolate Brownie, all of them are great. If I could just make a box right now. And you only get three flavors, I think, when you design your own box. I think those would be the three flavors I go with right now. But, man, so I'm excited to dive into these other ones that they sent us over. And I'm excited for you to try these. You guys got to get to BuiltBar.com and slam in promo code locked on for $10 off that first order. You will be thanking us. All right, guys. Colin here in a little bit. All right. I am now joined by MSU alum, a great MSU athletics fan, even better Arizona poolside bartender, and most importantly, former Sparty, Colin Talbot. Colin, how on earth are you doing on this
1: fine evening? I am doing well. Well, I guess as well as I can, all things considered, with everything going on. But we're we're making the best of it. How are you, Matt? I'm great. I'm great. And just to
0: make it clear, you're not in costume right now. You're not spending the whole quarantine inside that what it seems to be a 200 pound costume as Sparty. So that's got to help things, right?
1: No, uh, although sometimes I wish I could to just kind of hide and people not. It, it would be helpful when I went to the grocery store. There'd be uh, the six feet of social distancing at all times because uh, nobody would want to get close to that smell. But uh, but unfortunately, no, I don't have those. Uh, I don't have that option these days.
0: <laughs> How long has it been? Like what years were you Sparty for?
1: So I was, I was in suit, uh, as we say from 2012 to 2015, I graduated in 2015. So I did the, uh, the three years of, of my sophomore, junior and senior years. Okay. Just right
0: now, I think there's a direct correlation between you being in suit and MSU football success. Um,
1: you agree, I'm assuming you agree with this, correct? Absolutely. I mean, if there's one, if there's one variable, um, in all of our football success and then you know over the last couple of years, struggles it's been my correct you know it could almost be directly to my sobriety because in suit you are sober during games and then the farther away i get from graduation you know tailgates get a little bit more carried away and and then we go three and nine so last year i tried to reel it in and it worked a little bit but here we are
0: yeah, um, I'll drop your Twitter after this. If people want to file complaints to you, uh, just to send them directly to you, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> fine. Fine. Back when you were a student, like, how did you even get interested in the first place to go out and do the whole mascot Sparty thing?
1: So, I mean, like anybody else, you kind of grow up wanting to be a mascot, and yeah. that's what you aspire to be. That is your peak. Cool. Um, <laughs> no, I, um, I have a sister who's a few years older than I am she was at Michigan State where uh, just by complete chance, she became friends with uh, a a guy who he knew somebody. So he was on squad. And then uh, when I was a freshman, he was a senior and he kind of introduced me to the the program and what it was and all that. And, you know, as a freshman, I was just kind of like, I don't know, that's kind of, not my cup of tea. I'm not really looking to try to do something like that. I was trying to get involved in something, but being a mascot wasn't exactly on my radar at the time. So um, I, I mean, I ended up my freshman year spending a lot of time with them, you know, going to the house parties as freshmen do and all that with, with Mm -hmm. them. Got it, you know, got comfortable with the group. And then I, you know, I tried out my sophomore year. So it was kind of, I knew somebody who did it and because he knew somebody, uh, which is not the required path, but if it weren't for that, I wouldn't have never really, you know, even given it a second look at the signs that there are on campus right. or tryout time and things like that. But yeah, that's how I got involved. Um
0: and so when you are trying out, what what on earth is like the process like other than going to these house parties? Is there I'm assuming <laughs> there's there's a lot more to it than than that.
1: There there is a little more to it and you know, I'm speaking to what it was when I was doing I I'm sure it sure, has changed yeah. since, but when I was going through it, um, you know, it was an in suit tryout. So before the tryout date, you would go in, you would try on the costume so to see if it fit. Mm-hmm. And then there was kind of very similar to like a whose line is it anyways type thing where okay. you you had a table full of props and it was just really, you know, how creative can you be with these things? grab three of them, make a skit out of it. And mind you, you're in suit the whole time, so you can't talk or anything like that. Right. Um, And then you had, you know, grab something from the table and, you know, do three things with it that it's not designed to do. And, you know, we're talking giant pool noodles, hockey goalie sticks, Mm -hmm. um, just a lot of just random things. You run of the mill Um, mascot thing, sure. Yeah, exactly. And then you also had to do... You also had to put together about a two and a half minute uh, kind of song montage of pop culture references at the time and things like oh, that wow. and jokes. And then you had to have, you know, a few props and, you know, it, it was basically a 20 minute. How creative are you without being able to speak and into? Dang.
0: That's and tough. then <laughs> With the no speaking yeah. part, I can't even imagine how tough that is. And how heavy is the Sparty
1: costume? It's it's around like 35, 40 pounds, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's about that. Um, I know that over the last couple of years, they've really worked on slimming that down. Oh, that's soft. Come on. Yeah, yeah, these, these millennials these days. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, no, when I was doing it, when we would travel, um, it, was a, it was about 50 pounds, 45, 50 pounds, and a majority of that was in the head and the chest plate. Gotcha. That's where a majority of the weight was. Um, so it wasn't like it was crazy heavy when you were wearing it because most of the weight was kind of spread out and sitting on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good 50 pounds. And then when you would travel back and it'd be soaking wet from sweat and all that, it was closer to 60, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and part, it, like, did, Oh, I, I'm sorry. Not, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but like, no, you're good. just going to the, we all know that student athletes are, are very busy people, but. I imagine Sparty has to also have a busy schedule too. Like what was your life like being Sparty on top of being a student there? Was it pretty much a full-time job for you guys or what
1: What was that like? Um, I wouldn't exaggerate it and say it was a full-time job. Okay. Um, the school year from a event standpoint was actually kind of more of our slow time. Uh, okay. There was a lot of events on campus. That were, you know, an hour and a half commitment on a Tuesday afternoon or something like that. And then we had athletics. But the summer was really when things were busy for us. We'd have weddings, graduation parties, golf outings, 5Ks. I mean, there'd be events, multiple events every day in the summer. And that's when the majority of our heavy lifting took place. And then in the school year, like in the fall, you'd have obviously game day. Sundays, there might be an event or two, something small. And then for the most part during the week, there was something every day, but it was really an event or two on campus or, you know, we're heading into Lansing to go to the Capitol or something like that. It wasn't like, you know, in between classes, I was always doing something for Sparty. There'd be two, three, four days in a row where I, for whatever reason, didn't have an event. So it was kind of nice. So, yeah, the summer was the heavy lifting. The school year was the athletic events and the on-campus stuff and, you know, some other stuff, but it wasn't, it was nothing like a, uh, a football or basketball schedule by any means.
0: And I was trying to do some reading up here on just kind of certain events that Sparty can be part of, and you rattled off a lot, weddings, alumni events, graduation parties. I read that Sparty has made cameos at funerals. Before, did you ever do one of those or another unusual event? And I'm sorry, I meant to say this off the top, but, like, there are some things that you can't speak to even though you are a former Sparty. Like, the, your shield is lifted, but there are some things that you can't dive into. If this is one of them, we can move on to the next question. But are there any unusual events that you partake in? Um,
1: personally, no. Okay. Uh, while I was on, I mean, there wasn't anything crazy. Uh, I, I know that while I was on well i was part of the program we had done uh, a couple of funerals um i have been to i've been asked to do some weird things at normal sparty (laughs) events um but i i personally had never done an event and been like what is sparty doing here (laughs) but i have been (laughs) I, i have been to events and you're really gonna have sparty do that part of this event okay all right I will do my best. And So for a more
0: normal event that we're all accustomed to, especially the listeners of this podcast, being MSU sports fans, if we could just go through a a day in the life for a football game, let's call it a noon kickoff. What is your day like?
1: So noon kickoff, uh, things get going about 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, we're at Rick's until 2am and then, nope, nope, we are not because there is a 12 hour rule. Uh, so we usually turn in about eight o'clock on Friday nights to get ready for the eight o'clock start on Saturdays. That's a fun fact. right.
0: Good for you. Wow. What a a gentleman. Nice.
1: Oh yes. Always. And, uh, but no, so we would get into, uh, around eight, we would do tailgates pretty much until, uh, 1050. So the band on Adams Field does their warm up and then they do the fight song and things like that. And then they march into the stadium. And I believe the step off for the the parade into the stadium was 50 minutes before kick. Mm-hmm. Um, so between 8 a.m. and that point, we were just on campus. We would sometimes have an alumni event or alumni tailgate we would have to be at uh, for certain times. And and you can you can rent rent, but you can schedule Sparty to come to your tailgate specifically for 50 minute increments. Um, and we would have, so we would have usually two or three of those an alumni event, but for the most part, it was just, let's be on campus. It's game day. Let's take the card around. Let's be visiting fans, throwing the football with kids, just be on campus for the first two hours. Then once the band marched into the stadium, which like I said, I, I don't quote me, but I think it's like 50 minutes before kick, they mm-hmm. march in. Sparty leads that parade, uh, and then from there, we are you know just kind of getting ready, hanging out in, in. There's kind of like a a spirit squad uh, locker room, or there was. I don't know what it is set up now, but and we would just kind of hang out, you know, grab some water, maybe a snack or something like that. Gotcha, um, and, and hang out until. It was time for the runout. And at that point you lead you lead the team onto the field, you know, the 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 spike and all of that at, at the fifty yard line. Um and then from there it's kind of, you know, like everyone else's game day experience. Um we're except, in the corner. I'm sorry, except for maybe like let's say hypothetically
0: you overhydrate the night before in preparation Mm -hmm. for Sparty or perhaps some late night Conrad starts to take a turn for the worse. And Mm -hmm. Sparty has got to use the bathroom. What's protocol for that? Um, And how many like other breaks do you get during
1: the game? So, I mean, you're sweating out a ton. I mean, you're losing. Understandable. Okay. Yeah. Six to 10 pounds of water weight throughout the game. So if you get in suit before kick and have to pee, usually by kickoff you're you've sweat enough that that urge is kind of left um but you can you know it's one of those things that if you time it right you can be in and out and not miss miss much gameplay you know if there's a minute left in the first quarter and you've really got to go start working your way up the sideline you can be back before the second quarter starts gotcha Um, okay but I mean that's the other thing you you know when you're on the field and you're in suit and all that you don't you don't have a great bearing of you know what's going on in the game you're okay. reacting to the fans you're reacting to uh what's going on around you but you know, I don't know if you've ever watched the game watched the game on the field or had field passes to something. Oh, I'm never that fancy. Come on. No, <laughs> no way. Not, no, no. not a chance. <laughs> but it, it's, I mean, even just from a, the regular person, it's, it's not a great vantage point to watch a football game from. It's hard to tell. Gotcha. Then you put on the Sparty costume of which you're looking through two very, you know, chorus, like black material that you can't really, you know, you can definitely see, but it's not like you're, you know, man, they really missed a hole in the right side of that run play. You know, you can't, (laughs) you're reacting more to the fans and watching on the jumbotron. um, If you're really trying to see a big play or something.
0: So Sparty does not call in plays from the field level is what I'm getting at. All right. Fun fact. Uh,
1: Unfortunately we worked, we worked on it, but and I mean, given the way the play calling has gone the last couple of years, I mean, I'm sure we could have. Oh Jesus! On the same, same level. Come on,
0: Colin. This is a happy podcast. Come on, man. Bringing going the last few years of offense, What are you doing here, man? Um. So, all right, we'll, we'll take a quick break right now. Um. Yeah. We'll come back, and we are, I I hope you're sitting down because we're going to absolutely grill you to smithereens in the next segment here. So, uh, we'll be. Yeah, I'm ready to that. go in just a hot second. Hope you're ready, Colin. All right, we are back. Okay, you had a prime window of being Sparty. Um, and I know, I believe, you shared on Twitter once a picture of you leaning on a certain upright in a certain stadium during a certain game in Pasadena, California. That's pretty badass. Were, were there any other major games that you were part
1: of? Go ahead and just flex
0: on us for a hot <laughs>
1: second here. so that is obviously um you know the big about one. 20 games yes yeah. that's yeah that's the that's the biggest one um i was able to do the um the oregon game uh when we went out to oregon oh nice it was my was my senior year so i was able to travel out to eugene um uh, I, I was able to do the Sweet 16, Elite Eight when we beat Louisville and Oklahoma in New York and Syracuse to go to the, that Final Four in Indy. Um, it's a good lineup those, so far, man. Jesus, <laughs> those are kind of the those are kind of the three big ones. But like you said, I mean, we were blessed to have. Uh, what did we have in that time? We had a Final Four. We had a yeah. a Rose Bowl. Um, we had the the team, the basketball team that lost to UConn in the Elite Eight what was that mm-hmm. in 20, 14, uh, yeah. 2014?
0: Yeah, so yes, I mean, yes, like
1: yes. the the athletics when when I was there, uh, it was I mean, yes, it was just incredible. It was peak MSU athletics over a four year period, and yeah, I was fortunate enough to do some really big games. Um, but I, I'll be honest, you know, once. Once I was able to do the Rose bowl and growing up a a Michigan state fan, both my parents are alum, you know, I was going to Michigan state games since I was, you know, three, four years old. Once I was able to do the Rose bowl, I wasn't really, you know, kind of raising my hand to force the issue on something else. Like I had gotten my, (laughs) I had gotten my thing, Um, you know, and so when we went to the final four, I didn't, I mean, sure. I was interested, but it was kind of like, Hey, I, I just I was in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl. we that's cool. Yeah. Somebody else do it. We're good.
0: Nice. Um,
1: I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, those are the three kind of unique things that come to mind right away that I was able to do. Uh, I did the uh, Champions Classic when we beat. It was what was it? One verse two when we beat oh, Kentucky. Kentucky.
0: Oh my god! I had nine thousand beers that day. So yeah, that's- yeah. we had different experiences that I I was in the last row of the United center upper deck and you were sitting courtside.
1: Uh, I was on the court. Yeah. And basketball, because of the way that you, you know, as a mascot at football, you have kind of the whole corner of the end zone and you're interacting with the student section and Mm -hmm. you're doing a lot. Basketball, you're kind of tucked away in the corner until a TV timeout. And the people that are closest to you are the big donors and the courtside seats and the you know people who aren't really trying to interact with Sparty so at basketball you can watch a bit more you can you're you're taking in and you can see it a bit easier so that Mm. was an incredible game to calling out screens right just the mill stuff yeah nice yeah so you're really in on that and you can see it better but Um, So those are, those are probably without, you know, thinking too much deeper. Those are obviously the top four that I can think of one, two, three, and four being the Rose bowl. And then the, you know, fifth place being, you know, my second best
0: for sure. (laughs) I just go back to, you know, just my diet in college. It wasn't necessarily elite. Um, So when Sparty runs out to the field, makes that 50 yard dash spikes and then cranks out some push ups. I can only imagine how taxing that is. What what is it like? Are you just running on adrenaline? Do you ever feel like just fainting after you're doing that? Or what was that moment like for the pregame ceremony?
1: So you are really running on adrenaline. Like you don't even think about it. You don't, you're not thinking about your hangover or like anything it is. You are running out. and And when I was doing it, it was packed at kickoff, so there yeah. was seventy-five thousand people in the stands, ready to go, and you were you were just running on complete adrenaline. And then uh, once the dust settled, and we're you know second and seven on the second drive, you're like, Whoa. okay, <laughs> I'm a little tired. I gotta take a deep breath here. <laughs>
0: using beer right now <laughs> yeah yeah how about
1: uh, you know tapping the helmet to get me out for a play or two but no it, <laughs> right. you are you're you're running on a complete adrenaline and you know it is just a completely different experience because if you grew up playing in front of crowds and you're a three or a four star recruit or whatever it is you're you right. yeah right it's something I was accustomed to growing up yes um you know and you're you're doing your thing you're you're in your zone of you know, playing football, you know, performing at your craft. Mm-hmm. And Sparty was that for me. It, it, I got comfortable and that was my craft. And I, it, it, we didn't take ourselves seriously, but we took it seriously um, because sure. we, we had such pride in the program and the people who had done it before us and making sure that we, you know, upheld, you know, every alumni who is proud of, you know, Sparty and we have the best mascot or whatever it was, we took that really seriously uh, to make sure that we represented the university in a way that our peers, our alumni, our colleagues were all proud of, you know, the way in which the mascot represented it. But from a, you know, joking around and, you know, we always kind of tiptoed that line of, you know, if I it, our kind of joke was that if if someone in marketing didn't yell at us and say, "Hey, Sparty, reel it in a little," <laughs> we weren't we weren't pushing the envelope far enough to you know have some fun, but we were always respectful of you know, okay, you're right. I, I, I will step down from this table before I hurt myself or somebody else. <laughs> that's nice, dude. Yeah. And so, like, speaking of, per, like, protecting the Sparty brand and
0: image and the school and everything like that, this is a pretty open, broad question. But was there any precarious situation that you were ever in that kind of sticks out to you, whether it be at a one-night event or a golf outing or a football game, basketball game? Like, anything that comes to mind as, like, that's my go-to story for diciest moment of Sparty?
1: Um. I don't know if there's a specific one, but I was probably asked um, five or six times like to try on the head or you go to a golf outing or a wedding (laughs) and like you get some people who, you know, feel as though they donate money to the university. So they're entitled to the behind the scenes look or whatever it is. And it's kind of like, you know if you know all the secrets or you can come sit and try it on, or it kind of does lose its magic a little bit Mm -hmm. from a, you know, just the whole thing. I mean, no, it's not a secret that it's not, you know, it's some student in there, but the less, the less people know about the details and the nuances of it, the more magic a mascot has. And so there was a few times like that. um, Nothing too major. Well that's um, good then.
0: I mean that sounds yeah, like a lot I because all these weddings and golf hunters, I can only imagine the amount of just like hammered people coming up to you and being like, Oh, hey, this isn't a real person, I
1: can treat him however I want. There was, <laughs> there was some times like that, but it wasn't malicious. It was just like, hey buddy, I know you're drunk and you're excited, but like you're you're killing my neck. Like <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> but there was nothing. It, no, there was never that's any good. malicious. Yeah, or right. like there'd be like the drunk, you know, the drunk aunt who like gets a little handy and you're like, oh, you, um, you don't want your hand. that That is sweaty. Police uh, trust me. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, Speaking of sweat, uh, how horrible would the smell get in the costume? Because I, I was at an event and poor Sparty, he was sweating right through his chest plate seemingly. And I could very much understand it. It was a very, as the weathermen call it, hot as balls day. How yeah. much are you cooking in there during like a nice early September football game?
1: So, it's usually about forty, forty-five degrees warmer Good in God. suit than out of suit. Um, so, that could get warm. <laughs> um, yeah. And the thing was, is like there was nothing you could do to prevent it. I mean, we would wash the gear and everything that was washable. We would do it mm-hmm. regularly, and within ten minutes you smell like a hockey locker room again. Gotcha. <laughs> like, they're just – you're putting a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound every time you you wash it, but yeah. um, – Band-Aids yeah. help sometimes, I guess, a little bit.
0: It mitigates a little <laughs> bit of the damage. So, like, just kind of going off that, like, it being 40 degrees warmer, and let's let's not lie to ourselves here. I, I'm i not saying that you did this, but drinking in college, especially at a Big Ten land-grant school yeah. so Michigan State, is a thing. Yes. Um Let's just say, for example, some Sparty uh, was a wee bit hungover in the costume. Was that hangover maximized like times 10? Or did that kind of help you sweat the whole thing out? I know people are different with how they kind of handle these. That yeah. had to look horrible, right?
1: So, I mean, I, I kind of think it was similar to, um, you know, when I was pretty hungover, I didn't know how food was going to help me or hurt me until I yeah. was about two-thirds of the way – the meal kind of how the costume was okay nice. you, you'd you'd get in and you'd take a big old deep breath before you put the last piece of of the costume on and say oh hope this goes well and it was a coin flip <laughs> there was some events where you're i would be looking at the person who you know was with me to help me and con- you know be the coordinator and contact and all that and just kind of be you know, pointing at the watch being like, how much more time do I got? And then there was other times where by the, by the time I got out, I was like, we're ready to grow. We're ready to go. Crunchies is uh, Crunchies opens in an hour. I'm ready to <laughs> rock.
0: <laughs> and so I, I do have a little bit of a lightning round, a question Think You're ready to go. But just a really quick before that here's the broadest question I have. What was your favorite part about being Sparty? Wasn't it just simply as big as doing the Rose Bowl or was it like a bunch of like the little things in life, like making a bunch of kids happy stuff like that. You can be as cliche corny and sappy with this answer as
1: you want. So, I mean, selfishly, the obvious is, yeah, I got to travel to Pasadena, do Mm -hmm. the Rose Bowl. Like I have a memory for the rest of my life. That's obvious. Um, The weddings that were fun that you, you know, so there was weddings where you'd have, they'd have Sparty like do some weird things and then they'd be like, okay. Or I showed up to one wedding where the groom was a Spartan and like the the bride went to Grand Valley and like two of his groomsmen went to Michigan State and that was kind of it. And like the whole 250 person (laughs) wedding was like, why is Sparty here? But like, the stepmom loved Michigan State, so she got it. Like, so there's been some things like that <laughs> that were just kind of like, oh, all right. Well, that was yeah. a Saturday night. Um, <laughs> but the, I mean, we did a lot of hospital visits, and those yeah, were man. always the, you know, for all of us on squad, those were kind of the hardest ones to get because everyone wanted to do it because it was just what you said. It's so cliche, give it back to the community, yada, yada, yada. But you, you, from a physical strenuous standpoint they were the easiest events but from just like a you'd left and you're like wow I mean that was impactful because you're walking around the kids floors at Sparrow or something like that and like the whole floor just like stops all of their treatments all of their struggles and like comes out and plays with Sparty or you're walking into the different rooms and like you know they've got mom and dad and, you know, their cousins and brothers and sisters, and they all knew Sparty was coming and all that. So those were the events where you walked away and you're like, okay, you know, I'm making a difference. I'm not just taking advantage of this and being able to travel the country for athletics. Like true, true. those were, and I always said that if you're doing it for the athletics, the ratio of athletic events to non-athletic events that we do as a program is like eight to one. Oh wow, interesting. So, I guess never so, about it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's what twelve football games.
0: Um, thirteen if you're there's making the pinstripe hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so there's thirteen. There's <laughs> there's let's call it twelve and a half. <laughs>
0: yeah, there <we> go. nice. <laughs> Wise. Um,
1: and then you know your home basketball games. You've got women's basketball. You've got volleyball. And then the rest of the sports, yeah, we would go to most of them, but it always, you know, it wasn't like a big thing to go to the baseball doubleheader and be there the whole time. We would stop by for an hour or two and whatever. Um, But you could have seven events between Friday and Sunday that none of them were athletic. So you had to really enjoy putting smiles on faces, interacting with people. Like you could just see how excited and how proud they were to be Spartans when Sparty was around, especially at like kind of mixers where like, you know, the Michigan hall of fame events where, you know, you've got Hooper and Sparty mm-hmm. and the Grizz from Oakland U and things like that. But like the Spartans of the, of the event, were just so proud to come up, take a picture. You had to get a picture with Sparty. Like you had to enjoy giving back to that side of the community or you would, you know, six home football games wasn't going to carry you over to get you to the next football season. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. You ready for some lightning round action right now? Let's do it. I'm going to put some yep. mystery time in the clock, and we're just going to go. All right. So we got eight <laughs> questions. In front of you. <sighs> you're probably sweating over there. I can feel it. Like you're back at an yep. early September football game. All right. Favorite sport <laughs> to be sparty for? Football. Least favorite sport to be sparty
1: for? Ironically, basketball was not oh, awesome. All right. They were awesome from an environment standpoint, but they were by far the most physically demanding. Got Those you. ones you were you were hurting by the end of the game. Okay. Favorite song slash
0: marching band tune to dance to at Sparty.
1: Um gosh, what I I, I should know the names of them, but I think it's the what is it oh, the Spartan Kick? Them. Okay
0: um i'm <laughs> the positive i know what you're talking
1: about yeah um and then the the one where the um the symbols really get after it and then at the very end they go oh see ya yeah that one yeah that one's that's probably <laughs> my favorite To yeah like again i should probably know the names of these but ah. You're I know right all of them game. by heart. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. Favorite game
0: you did? I think I know the answer to this one.
1: Yeah. Um. Outside of the obvious. Yeah. There we go. Um. Outside of the obvious, I would have to probably say. Um, gosh, I don't know. Probably uh, the Elite Eight game to go to the final four was wild. The, the overtime against Louisville. Oh yeah. That was wild. Um, And then as far as just like a, a unique experience going to Oregon was, was just like such a cool event, non-Big 10, seeing a whole different campus. And that's, I mean, the biggest thing is, uh, I know this isn't kind of lightning round, but all the mascots <laughs> are friends. I mean, we know <laughs> yeah, a yeah. lot of the other mascots and we're all good buddies. So like, when I went out to Oregon, I just reached out to one of the Ducks that I knew. He took me around campus, hung out with him and the other Ducks. Like they took care of us all weekend, took, our, took care of me all weekend, you know, showed me around, showed me around campus on fr- Saturday night after the game, like the whole nine yards. So that nice. was probably outside of the Rose Bowl, um, the coolest weekend experience for, for a football game.
0: That's solid. Favorite non-MSU venue? For football?
1: Anything. Anything. Basketball? Um, Football? Some softball? Some gymnastics in your life? (laughs) Um, I think think Madison uh, and Camp Randall is crazy. Um, I went out there this past year, just traveled out there for the game that went so swimmingly, and I heard them say I heard them say first in 10 Wisconsin 400 times and I left and I was like, well, it's still it's still awesome. So I would say <laughs> Madison, uh Camp Randall's pretty incredible. Um that would probably be it. Yeah. Solid. Most hated
0: opposing teams mascot.
1: Um, I don't know. I, I guess maybe there hate was is a, too strong of a word. Yeah, there was there was a couple that like I don't know, kind of thought they were better than everybody. Um, I'll imagine the, that in the big Ten. Well, wow. <laughs> well yeah. Um, the, the Aubie, the tiger at Auburn, um, they kind of felt that they were better than everybody else. And we well, met, we knew a lot of mascots from around the country and everyone was in such a tight group. And then there was kind of them that said, well, we're better than everybody. And it's like, well, we're, we're all here to shoot a capital one commercial, have some fun. We're all college kids. Like, it's not that deep, really, bro. Yes, it's not that deep. Do you guys, <laughs> are we gonna grab a case of beer and like go hang out at the hotel and tell stories, or oh, okay, all right. Well, the the other eleven of us are going to. So,
0: <laughs> all right. So, two more uh, favorite pregame
1: meal. Uh, so we kind of had a tradition where we swung by, um, actually, my parents' tailgate was kind of one of our last stops uh, before heading to the Union. So I don't know that we had – I didn't know that I had a favorite pregame meal specifically other than whatever my mom had ready for us as we drove the cart by and the fact that there was food and Gatorades and waters. And so, yeah, the fact that there was a pregame meal was my favorite pregame meal most days. Gotcha. (laughs) And last but not least, favorite
0: thing to do after a game day, winding down after being Sparty.
1: Uh, so because of our kind of obligations before the game, we kind of had a tailgate after the game. So when everyone was winding down and, or, you know, trying to rally, we were just getting tuned up. We were getting ready to hit the gas pedal after we took care of everything, got everything back to where it needed to be, hit the showers. Then it was our time to be students and, you know, play catch up a little bit. So we had a tailgate that we would go to every every game post-tailgate at the Kellogg Center. And, you know, that's when we would kind of get together, laugh about, did you see what happened at this tailgate? Or did you see I almost knocked that kid over or whatever? And, you know, that's when we would kind of tell, recap each other with the game and, and go from there.
0: Nice. All right. Well, that was Sparty, and that still is to this day and in the future, Colin Talbot. Colin <laughs> Thank you so much for joining, me, man. If anyone wants to follow Colin on Twitter, he is a sensational follow. He's just a great gentleman and a scholar and a Spartan. He is at C Talbot T-A-L. B-O-T 14 on Twitter. Colin, thank you so much for joining me tonight, man. I really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. Dude, absolutely. What, what's this whole quarantine thing that lifts? Uh, beer's on me at Renshaws, baby. Let's let's just get it popping. Renshaws. I'll have three talls. And when the second one is empty. Bring me the fourth one, please. Uh, uh, the first 14 <laughs> beers are made for a grand total of like $25. That's the greatest part the world. All right. So, all right. We will be back tomorrow with the show. Who knows what we're going to talk about? I don't know. I doubt Colin knows. He's not a host on the show. It's so okay. Uh Join us tomorrow for a grand bag of Spartan. Talk on Lockdown Spartans. All right, guys. Have a great Friday. Nope. Thursday. God, who cares what day it is? All right. See you guys.